Hey, welcome to the Atomic Weight of Cheese with your hosts, Mike Bakovin, Chad Planbeck, and Steph Romanski. Oh, oh, this is great. You'll love this stuff. Okay, so I finally ponied up and paid for like no commercial YouTube, which has actually been kind of great. And they have a lot of free movies on there. And so, yeah, a couple nights ago, I started watching Monsters vs. Aliens because I love that movie. Bob Blob is my hero. But anyway, I fell asleep, I don't know, about three-fourths of the way through that. And I woke up three or four hours later, and suddenly I was halfway through Barry Lyndon. (laughs) Stanley Kubrick's masterful period piece. And it's like, Barry Lyndon. How the (laughs) H-E-double hockey sticks and the algorithm do you get from Monsters vs. Aliens to Barry Lyndon? (laughs) To an austere, expertly directed costume drama from the 70s. There's like no like no artificial light in that movie. It's like candles. You know, he makes Maybe it hasn't lenses. learned you yet. <laughs> Maybe that's it. And I hope it never does because that was great. I'm just trying <laughs> to think of the movie in between Monsters versus Aliens to Barry Lyndon. I was too scared to look. <laughs> Godzilla versus Gigan, probably. I yeah. don't know. Oh, the best I could come up with the look was like the triplets of Belleville. You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> so you like animation. How about weird animation? And then you know, French animation. And then Barry Lyndon, for some reason, it's still a real big job. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like A to B to F, you know? We're not. We're I know a couple weird. days before I watched, I think the Alamo was on there. I watched that, and then I watched. The new one with Billy Bob No, the, the old John Wayne okay, one. Yeah, yeah. And then also, I think, 55 Days at Peking. So that maybe they thought I liked <laughs> historical epics or something. I don't know. But again, I just hope the algorithm never figures me out and I just keep getting random shit popped up as opposed to like Amazon's is permanently broke, you know, because it just keeps recommending me the same movies over and over and over again. It's like, uh, so. You may like Scream Blackula Scream. You may also like Legally Blonde, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Scroll down. Scary movies. Not so scary movies. Scary movies we think you might like. Scary movies that we recommend. Scary movies that are award winning. Scary (laughs) movies that are three headed shark attack movies. It's like, oh, for God's sakes, you know? Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon. (laughs) And Barry Lyndon. And Barry Lyndon. (laughs) What the hell? With that, welcome to the Atomic Way to Cheese, where real life is cult cinema. Cult cinema is frequently real life. I'm Mike. I'm Steph. And I am the algorithm breaker. <laughs> the algorithm breaker. Fear the coming of me. <laughs> Woe to you, algorithm. Someone in some Silicon Valley office typing furiously, we do, we can't make it work. <laughs> I sense a presence in the algorithm. <laughs> Quick, decash the, yeah. It's going bad. It's going south. It's going sideways. So uh, we're going to start here. Uh, Chad and I did a little bit of a field trip since I'm currently living in a little bit of a uh, uh, theater de- well, theater desert ah. right now. We have our beloved Mall Stadium 7, but they've just recently, uh, they're, they're kind of trying to tear down our mall in which the Mall Stadium 7 lives in, and they recently closed the public bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so... So you can go see a movie in the worst theater you've ever seen, but yeah. it might not be the right movie, think, and you definitely can't pee. I think the last movie <laughs> I went to there was like X, and that was like oh I don't yeah, know how many years ago now? One, I don't two know. years, three years. Yeah. It's all blended together anymore. I'm getting old. Yeah, so we did a little bit of a road trip, went to a Target, and then went and saw Scream Six. Yep. Which I want to say, Scream Six, uh, directed by Radio Silence, who I understand it are two Grand Island Senior High graduates, yep. uh, taught by uh, a friend of mine, uh, Greg Almer, and yeah, just real cool stuff. So, yeah. well, um, what else have they done? Uh, they did uh, uh, Ready or Not, okay. which is just which a is fantastic horror movie. If yep. you have not seen it, it's got an ending that uh, uh, goes harder yeah. than it has any yeah. right to, and I love it. Was hysterical and fitting and fitting and awesome. Yep, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, same deal. They, I believe, they wrote Scream Five. Okay. So this is Scream Scream Six: Ghostface Takes Manhattan, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know, d- d- quickly to to give a little encapsulated review. Yeah, it was pretty. I liked about eighty five percent of it. Well, I thought it was good, and then it got kind of <laughs> dumb, and then it got even more dumb, and then it got patently ridiculous, like in the last twenty minutes. Yeah, and it's it's so that sort of like put it over the edge for me. Because I like the franchise. And, I love the um, franchise. Yeah, and it was funny because as we were watching it, there's a scene where uh, uh, the one character comes back. Um, oh, I wrote it down. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Hayden Panettiere's yes. character. The... Yes. Who's Herbie. Herbie. Yeah. 
who's responsible for my one of my favorite moments in the Scream franchise, where Ghostface is on the line and uh, on the line and says, "I'm going to give you a pop quiz. What was the remake?" And she just lists remakes yeah. for three solid minutes. <laughs> it just keeps going, and it's funnier the more yeah. it goes. If you don't haven't seen that, anyway. Yeah, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but there was a great twist on him always calling people in this movie because he's yeah. talking to Gail Weathers. <laughs> And she's like, all of a sudden, in the middle of the, like the terrorizing conversation, she's like, and she's got a, she's got a gun, okay? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, can you hold, please? And he's like, what? And she like hang ups on him and then redials. His phone starts ringing in the closet, and then and she, she puts like four bolt, fire. four bolt holes in the closet door, and it's like, that's brilliant. Why did anybody think of that before? <laughs> we both laughed pretty hard at that. Right. Think, so the poor ladies in front of us. So yeah, I was like circling back to Kirby. There's a scene where she's like breaking it down for like the local police captain, mm-hmm. like the past five uh ghost face killers and it was just kind of funny as they were going down it's like oh, oh yeah and so you know but it's also, also that's sort of a big clue because they're like going two here two here and one here and that was unique and it's like oh, there's gonna be three yeah, killers yeah, this yeah, time yeah. and so that turned out truthful hey, yeah and so very, very clever there there was one bit that made me extremely upset and it hasn't stopped making me upset yet well yeah it's like, well yeah just to kind of give the plot it sort of picked up where the last one left off uh the two sisters was tara and sam yeah they've uh, transplanted transplanted to new york because the younger- did, did you watch wednesday steph no i didn't okay. nah. uh jenna ortega oh she's is, great yeah she's she's fantastic she's, she's also like four foot tall yeah that, is, that doesn't mean anything pocket just, size just, thing, an, yeah. just an observation but she pocket is size and uh she was great in that and like i said that one oh, why did i look that up that movie where she's the school shooting survivor yeah. is amazing um so anyway they transplant to new york uh, the one girl's in college the older sister's being way overprotective uh randy's nieces and nephews the two twins are there with them mm-hmm. so we get the core four and uh someone starts murdering again in the ghost face thing and then like i said and then as it just kind of goes on it's kind of interesting it's kind of good like i said and then it just got silly yeah what if we all of a sudden three seven eighths of the way through the movie started treating stab wounds as if they were bee stings right it's like i swear to god in some of these stubbing movies, your toe they need to start having like like we talked about it needs to be like a video game it's like how many hit points do these yeah. people have left because <laughs> you know it's besides like counting down and it's like okay uh, the heart's still bleeding, beating, you know, they're still alive, you know, as opposed to they've been stabbed multiple times. Oh, look, they're not dead yet, you know, and so, but well, of course, that's, point, that's the, part of the genre. One of the main characters uh, <coughs> gets stabbed, and then it's never really referenced again, and then mm-hmm. she gets stabbed a second time, and it's never really referenced again, of, and then she gets stabbed a third time. Yeah. You, you kind of see yeah. a, a lot, little bit, but it's like, wait a second, what you A lot of gut wounds yeah. in this movie, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like a, a severe internal organ trauma and they just walk it off yeah you know yeah. and it's like what <laughs> so because there's a scene where they're trapped in the apartment and they have to crawl across the ladder to get to the apartment across the way and that one poor gal who's basically been disemboweled yeah she slipped, basically slipped had from, an you know, naval, naval yeah. disturbance yeah. yeah yeah and all of a sudden they're asking her to crawl across the ladder without her gut spilling and she's like okay this okay is yeah. spoiler she doesn't make it uh but yeah so that's sort of the gist of it and of course you spend half the movie trying to figure out who done it and honestly you could maybe you could suss it out but how they figured it out it's like what <laughs> <laughs> but that being said uh 85% is a lot better than a lot of movies yep. and i as a fran- as a entry in the franchise pretty good yeah. pretty good yeah like I, it, you expect certain things from franchises and this one, yeah, it delivered fine. Yeah, and the the five and six, the this these latest because it went like one, two, three in pretty rapid succession. Yep. Four came a couple years after yep. that. Then there was a big gap, a big and then gap. They five and six. Yep. I'm I'm pretty pretty happy with it with yep. where it's going. So. Yeah, which brings yeah. us well. That's oh, like yeah. so one of the beefs was is like because they spelled out the rules for their requels sequels, and then they didn't <laughs> obey, obey the rules. Right. But but it's like how do you establish a rules for something that happened nine yeah 18 months ago yeah because well they talked about it's like what's important now is not like the characters what's important is the ip which i thought was a pretty cool point to make yeah and but then they just sort of threw that because like because then everybody's expendable and everybody can die nobody died in this movie (laughs) they all got multiple stab wounds everybody got stabbed but everybody everybody walked it off Well, the, are you kidding that that was the kicker is that and, and it's an impossible task so don't think that i'm i'm harp, i'm you know uh, crapping on anybody but in the first one you've got jamie kennedy 
doing his film nerd thing, and what he's basically doing is commenting and uh, commenting on twenty years of right. lore, right? It's like okay, tropes, yeah, yeah slasher tropes that started in the late sixties, right? Yep. And it's like okay, so we're establishing the rules and all yep. that, and started that's why it was sixties, cemented in the early eighties, and then away you go. Right, so. and at one point, the film nerd character in this one says it's all about the the IP being turned into a series, and I'm like, well, what you're talking about is like two years old right you know there's no history of this you're basically riffing on current events which is not nearly as fun as yep. you know what what jamie kennedy was doing but then again like i said or ip is like people or audiences are coming in expecting certain things a certain right, amount of right, murders, right. certain you know certain amount of twists and turns and you know sort of a surprise reveal at the end and then of course a jump scare and oh look he's still alive you know yeah. that yeah that's that's a prerequisite for that ip so i guess in a way maybe they were i that, that being said, there were two sequences in the movie that, <coughs> that I really, really liked. The yep. opening was very good. Yep. The uh, subway sequence was very good. So, yep. yeah, a lot to like in the movie. Yeah, because we were arguing about it's like, who is the Jamie Lee Curtis there? I say Tony Revelory. Yeah, I, right. I thought it was Samantha Weaving, but it like turns out, well, no, not quite. And then because it's like, because it's sort of a false lead where they reveal the killer like right away. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's new, and then it's, and then it goes on for like another two, or three minutes. Like, oh, oh, I see. Yeah, you're doing, doing something different. And yeah, he's, yeah, his, his, his hit point list is about to go to nothing, you know, <laughs> and, and it did, and so, but yeah, I mean, it's, it was gory, it was great, and you know, it's, it's what you expect from a screen movie. Yeah, and um, and obviously, it's obviously it's set up for another sequel, which will probably, which is hit. fine. Oh, I, so, I, I'm not going to mind it. Core four. Yeah. So, which brings us to our topic today, which is a long-winded way of us getting into the topic, <laughs> which is uh, franchises and the ins and outs, the 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 highs and the lows of the franchise. So, uh, J- Chad, if you... well, yeah, it's just like just franchises that might have went a sequel too far. What like movie has either been enhanced the most by its sequels? What movie has had the most disservice done to its by its sequels? Or, I mean, are there any sequels that are kind of bulletproof and they can throw any kind of shit they want at the screen and hmm. people are going to come laugh it up? You know, um, doesn't have to be horror films. It could be yeah. any 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 genre, you know, any franchise. And it's, I guess, like, when, when do you think, did the franchise jump the shark? Did it, can it, can it, did anything redeem it? It's like, three was shitty, but five was great. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So, okay. Cool. So that's my well, thing. Yeah. I've got my good one and my bad one. Okay. <laughs> Steph, do you have a yeah. good one and a bad one? Yeah, I have a good one, but I don't know. If, I don't really have a bad one yet. <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, that's, I'm waiting for it to hit. Let's start me. with good ones. With with ones that that uh, get better as they go. If you want to, do you want to start? Sure. I'm just gonna go with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's the good. not the Hobbit, but the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Each one. Well, that was that's almost one you, complete story. Yeah. But then, mm-hmm. would the Hobbit be the bad one? Um, no, because I love The Hobbit and okay. can do no wrong <laughs> in my eyes. But a resident it's, it's, it's not it's not it's not quite up to par like Return or Lord of the Rings is. Sure, it's, it's like a level below it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I that's think, about well, the best way I can describe it. Well, yeah, and I know, like, like you get into the history of it. It's like he was in a hell of a hurry to make that, and there was that whole that political upheaval going over there. Mm-hmm. during the production you know with uh, the union stuff with, yeah with the yeah story. and he didn't want to make three but they made right. him make three yeah. so oh, they, they stretch out this little book into three movies right, right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah and the and the uh, i've to me the unforgivable sin of making bilbo the back the back like the, the the b not even the b plot he was sort of the d plot of his you know his own film and it's like how do you do that <laughs> so... <laughs> he's called the hobbit <laughs> It's called the Hobbit for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so, not not dwarf and, and elf, you know, get it on. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but I digress. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. Steph. Where that line? Please from continue. From Futurama. No, it's a hobo and a rabbit, but they're making a Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Terrible line. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> anyway, so so tell uh, Lord of the Rings got better as it went, yeah. To me, it did. Yeah, I mean, this it's it is one big story, um, from start to finish, from um, Fellowship of the Ring to Return of the King, but the the movie making, the the concepts, the actors, the special effects, everything just I feel improved with each 
each film because there was so much time in between making each film. Yeah. They, you know they what I mean? did what? Released one a year? Something like that. Yeah. 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 But it took them. Well, no, they filmed it all in one go. Because the actors yeah. were down there and for two years filming the whole thing. God. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so to strike and what I said Vigo, about like Vigo Mortensen, like a last minute edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was cast last minute. <laughs> hey, want to go Thank to New God. Zealand for two two years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a big commitment. It was a big commitment, but they yeah, all they all bonded and yeah, and the 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 cult of it is still wildly popular today. You know, the Lord of the Rings fans and mm-hmm. fandom and stuff is still pretty big i saw a uh, cartoon a ways back where some uh, online cartoon where a guy is sitting watching a uh, lord of the rings with with a girl and he's got his arm around her and they get to the point the part where uh, Viggo mortensen kicks the helmet and inside he's like holding it back and holding it back and holding it back and then explodes he broke his foot when he did that <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was very funny <laughs> But like how how bulletproof do you think that franchise is, Steph? Oh, pretty bulletproof. Bulletproof, yeah. yep. Okay. Hundred percent. Yeah. So I know like um, the fans the fans will go no matter what. I guess the question is is like, well I mean, because that was a that was a phenomenon. That was like the Marvel phenomenon for the Marvel phenomenon happened. It's like Yeah, well look at Rings of Power though. The Lord of the Rings fans turned out for that and right. it it did phenomenally well for what Good. it is. And Good. and there's talk of more Lord of the Rings content coming. So yeah, you're talking about someone's going to remake something? Well, yeah. isn't Warner Brothers? Didn't they just get the rights to Lord of the Rings, and mm-hmm. they're like new movies, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, "What? <laughs> of what?" Yeah, but the fans will turn out. They will just if, no, if for nothing else than to see what they did with it, you yeah. know, and to see if they messed it up or if they, you know, completely botched it or if they made it better. I don't know. See, I think, I, I'll watch it. I think what Jackson did was like create his own almost his own visual language in those movies you know yeah and and that's if there's any reason why i think the hobbit isn't as highly regarded well he sort of got hung up in some technical stuff on that like shooting at faster speeds and all that stuff and it's like it's sort of a uh uh redundant lost cause i don't know it's Mm. like nobody seemed to care yeah i did (laughs) i would give anything to see the hobbit in 48 frames again that was amazing okay amazing yeah yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's so, a good one. Yep, pretty bold. Oh no, we're good. Uh, we're good. Horrible. Cool. Well, you want me to jump to my good ones? Absolutely. Because I don't have any good ones. I just got bad ones. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, okay. I sort of have a good one. Oh, I have a bad yeah, one. It's a roller coaster ride. Anyway, it's okay. Go okay, ahead. we'll go do away. that. Go ahead. So I'm going to be the lone defender of, uh, unless Steph is a big fan too of the fast of the Fast movies, <laughs> Fast and Furious. <laughs> Never and seen I'm it. going to tell you why. Okay, <laughs> because you have basically a franchise that died. And then was reborn as something else and then became a joke and then ran with a joke. And it's so cool to see all the evolutions of this because it started as Point Break. It was a street racing movie, right? Okay. Okay. Started as Point Break. Then they made a second one. The second one, Vin Diesel was too good for him, bowed out. And uh, they brought in uh, somebody else and it was, you know, Paul Walker and somebody else. And they, they just did their did their thing and it was, wasn't real good. So given, given that Hollywood likes to beat dead horse, they did a third one. Vin Diesel showed up at the end that had none of the original characters. Vin Diesel showed up at the end of the third one, just as kind of a cameo. And it was a goof. Okay. They made a fourth one. The fourth one, no one, they brought back all the original characters and still no one really cared. Right. It's, it's like this kind of out there franchise that no one's really paying attention to. Enter the genius that is Justin Lin. And yes, Justin Lin is a freaking genius, okay? Yep. And I stand by that in all his, definitely his horror he endeavors. Star Trek Beyond, didn't he? he yeah, Star Trek Beyond, but we're also talking, uh, uh, um, what was it? Malignant. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's done some great <laughs> horror stuff, right? Okay, this guy is just bonkers. Yep. So he takes... That's, the, that's a good way to describe Malignant. He takes the fifth one. The fifth one of this kind of out there medium profitable franchise turns it into a heist film with these characters that have this backstory turns it into a bonkers heist film and all of a sudden everyone's like 
whoa, what was that? That was amazing. <laughs> and then they do three more and everyone's still kind of like on board going, this is great. And then it starts to get goofy, like super goofy, like Justin Lin, a little bit more goofy to the point where Fast 9, which is the last one, Fast 10 comes out in, a couple, in like a month or so. Um, the last, last one, they had characters after the first action sequence looking at each other going, am I immortal? You know, because I've I've been shot at a million times. I've flown up. I've dropped been dropped out of a car or dropped out of a plane in a car. I've you know, been all these things. I don't think I can die. You know, so it's like now it's almost meta. Sure. And the thing that's so funny about it is it's completely fallen apart now. Is that uh, you had Justin Lin doing his thing? Vin Diesel pissed out Justin Lin so badly that he left the franchise in the or left uh, Fast Ten in the middle of it. Oh, wow. So they brought in Louis Latier, who's going to finish it out, and it's like this is going to be a disaster. And I am here for every second of it. <laughs> Whatever it decides to do, if this decided to become a Godzilla movie at this point, it makes sense. If it decided to become a tender and sweet romantic comedy, it could go there. Yep. If it decided to, you know, become hardcore pornography, no one would bat an eye. It can just be anything. Thing. And that's why those movies are so great because it's been three different things over nine movies, and I can't tell you how much fun that is. And then you've got The Rock and Vin Diesel absolutely hating each other. That's the best thing in the world. You've got um, you've got characters coming back from the grave for no particular reason. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he's not coming back. Yeah. But they never they never killed him off. That's the funny thing is like the, at least two movies now they've been like, oh, here comes Brian. Like no, <laughs> he ain't coming around the corner. You was, know? Yeah, wasn't like Michelle Rodriguez's character dead or something? Oh, she was dead, and then she had amnesia. <laughs> then she was a villain, and then she now she's <laughs> the stepmother to Vin Diesel's child. And uh, uh, Gal Gadot was in these things. I mean, they, uh, they're they're so much fun. Anyway, and now they Charlize be, Theron is the villain. She actually she's kind of a fun villain. Okay. Um, she's been a villain in two of them. In the last one, they handled Hannibal Lecter'd her up and put her in a glass cage, mm -hmm. and she's like threatening people, uh, you know, through the glass glass cage. You know, once I get out of here, I'm going to chew your face off. And you're like, <laughs> yes, Charlize Theron, you do that. And yeah, yeah, they're so much fun. Okay. Um, on, last thing I'll say on a personal note is that if you are not down with these movies. I can see how they would be endlessly annoying and just like, what, what is even happening? Because with Fast 9, we took my daughter's then boyfriend to it uh, without telling him, hey, we're going to go to the movies. And then we sat him down and Fast 9 started and he got so mad. It was the best. <laughs> He's just like, what am I watching? You cars don't do that. I'm like, so good. Well, anyway. I, I should admit, like I said, I've seen maybe 10 minutes of one of those. I mm -hmm. saw Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. And I, I saw 10 minutes. I think we were at a hotel somewhere. And yep. And I watched it. It, it, it was it was utterly ridiculous, but it was kind of awesome. Yeah. And so if I ever do watch him, I could talk about this too. I've talked about this before. It's like, I'm going to do it. What do you like Red, Man, Red Letter Media did with Transformers? <laughs> just watch Get them. like 12 monitors and watch them all at once. <laughs> all of them. And just kind of like try to like compare and contrast and everything. It's like, yeah. it's the same thing every time. <laughs> the thing that was so good, I'm, I'm going to talk way too much about this. And That's I'm okay. Shut up. But the thing that I loved about Fast 9 was at one point they introduced the idea of super magnets that could drag like a semi truck through a building. And it was like the third wildest thing happening in a sequence. Okay. I swear to God, at one point they're like, Oh yeah, we got these giant magnets now. Cool. Let's go back to this other thing. And so now they're talking about the other thing. And while they're dragging, you know, semi trucks across six city blocks. Oh, it's so fun. Anyway, <laughs> it's the kind of trash that I enjoy because it does not take itself too seriously. Unless your name is Vincent Robert Diesel or however <laughs> his name is. Sure. <laughs> Seriously, but he's the only one. He thinks he's in one movie and everybody else is in a different movie. But it works. And it okay. works so well. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> it's so funny. Interesting. Okay. Well, sort of spark some things here. I do have some good ones. Okay. Uh, one franchise that I think is bulletproof and I will not be taking questions, of course, is Godzilla. <laughs> and that franchise. Oh, you know, there, are, there are some well, turds in there. Godzilla 98 doesn't count. Um <laughs> But the one that I think has gotten exponentially better through the sequels is Mission Impossible. They have. Those are so good. You know, the first one was pretty good. The second one was kind of a stinker. Mm -hmm. And that was... Uh, John Woo. John Woo, the action director. And then the third one was great. And they just kind of... I, I just think they kind of keep getting better. It's like those, yeah. like the Bourne movies. Yeah. You know, and it's like, because you, you, it's like we talked about with Scream. It's like you go into those movies expecting certain things. And each one gets delivered. And each, the next, each one is like bigger. And I was like... How is Tom Cruise not dead? 
he's he's this uh, this genre. He is to movies what Gigi Allen was to music. Okay. Like, what if I die on camera? Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's I, I some will probably call this blasphemy or whatever, but it's like he's sort of like a modern day Buster Keaton pulling all this <laughs> crap off, and it's like how is he not dead? Yeah. Can I say two things about that real quick? Okay. One of them is my favorite Mission Impossible 2 brings about my favorite alternate timeline okay. because Brian Singer wanted the actor Doug Ray Scott to play Wolverine. And uh, oh. uh, he got tied up in Mission Impossible 2 and couldn't get away in time <laughs> and uh, enter Hugh Jackman. Okay. So Hugh Jackman's career might not have happened had Doug Ray Scott not been the villain of Mission Impossible 2. It's a fun alternate timeline theory to think about. And then later on, Henry Cavill and his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that movie was awesome. Totally Bork. The Schneiderverse. <laughs> but <laughs> that CGI was horrible. It really was. But the other bit, just give Superman a mustache. I would have lived with it. But the other bit. Um, he had a beard for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other bit, though, the last Mission Impossible movie did that, that bit where they jumped out of the airplane. Do you mm -hmm. remember the one I'm talking about? Yep. That took them something like 200 airplane jumps to get. Have you watched the making of of that sequence? It's absolutely insane yep. and yeah you can spend a hundred million dollars on a sequence or whatever they spent but just what they did and how they did it and how many times they had to do it and i couldn't imagine being the cameraman and tom cruise screaming no we didn't get the exact angle <laughs> as you were falling out of a plane we're going back up again we're going again yeah, so another thing that i'll be thankful for that franchise for the actors that i really love rebecca ferguson oh, and it was like the first so decent role she got mm -hmm. you know and it's like because like she's good give her something to do and they did and so yeah like i said so far so again that that to me is crescendoing. I don't know when they're going to stop, but I look forward to the. Next I think one. they got two more. Okay. I think they've got Dead yeah. Reckoning Part One that comes out this summer. Okay. That has sixty-year-old Tom Cruise driving a uh, motorcycle off a cliff. Okay. <laughs> because of course. <laughs> what if I die on camera? <laughs> <laughs> and then Dead Reckoning Part Two. Yeah, I'm sure point, some yeah. sort of Scientology thing will save him, so he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be fine. He'll go meet Bleak Larg at the volcano, and it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's a good one. That's a good one. And that sort of survived a few missteps, but no, I think it's it seems to be chugging on chugging on all cylinders right now. So yeah. yeah. Hooray! Okay, so do you have any that kind of fall flat or that don't do nearly as well? <laughs> Steph, have you thought of any? Yes, but I I hesitate because I'm not sure it's a franchise. Oh, that's okay. No, that's all right. It Although out. it has a sequel TV show, so that makes it a franchise. Doesn't there you not. go. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Supernatural. <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah. Did so it did it didn't go as well in the later seasons. It, or the sequel TV it show kind of it kind of <laughs> gets up its own ass. <laughs> Perfectly you know, fair. As it as it goes on and. You, you you have to like really suspend your disbelief right <laughs> to, you know to... i'll be honest with you steph that's one of the reasons i abandoned the show you, you got it you hit it on the head it's like yeah it sort of got its head up its own ass <laughs> yeah and kind of just kept doing the same thing over and over again it's like jesus you know move on but yeah but i mean there's a different there's a different villain overarching villain each season that gets right. progressively worse and worse and worse until you you're finally fighting god and <laughs> <laughs> and how do you fight god and all this stuff so sam's dead again dean's dead again yeah, dean, <laughs> someone calculated how many times dean died he died 111 times <laughs> over 15 seasons that, or is no that that's that's, that's with that, that history spot episode yeah that groundhog yeah. day episode the groundhog day. Yeah. yeah that's with that yeah really 111 that times yeah but uh the thing supernatural is wonderful seasons one through four i'll and, agree and maybe it may be five yeah. after yeah. that it you, you have to really love it <laughs> you have yeah. to really See, love okay, it so this to is probably another on. topic for yeah i said that yeah it's probably another topic for like another show was like when do fans get in the way yeah you know? because and i'm in the way like, right, i well, love yeah. it yeah, because it, it's just like, well, we can get away with this because the fans will come back. Yeah. yeah. We can well, half-ass it. We can, you know, we'll just, we just need to get the band back together and people will go nuts, you know? Well, they like, do because they are still doing cons and hundreds and hundreds of people show up just to see Jensen and Jared right. and Misha. Yeah. And, I've seen and some everybody. of those videos and they're pretty hysterical. 
Yeah, they're funny. You know, their little their little con things or whatever. Even their like side characters are just like huge hits. Like Richard Speak, and who's the other guy? Oh yeah, the, um, oh Rob Benedict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he plays God. <laughs> right. Because like, the host tell the story how he almost died. <laughs> oh yeah. Or had a stroke. Sorry, he had a stroke. He had a stroke. Yeah. Isn't one of them? Aren't they doing a review podcast that's going to run for like a hundred years because the show ran for? Yeah, doing that, the, the I'm guys are doing that too. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Like, I should listen to that one, but I'm. It, it's called Supernatural <laughs> Then and Now, and it's Richard Spade and Rob Benedict. Yeah. And they're on. They're they this week just released the mystery spot, Groundhog Day episode. That's a good episode. <laughs> but what I what they did that. is they released the episode every day of the week. <laughs> The oh, same episode. That's funny. <laughs> so I thought that was clever. You have to go through your feed and delete them all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so well, that's that. fun now. Yeah. <laughs> but the fans will show up. I mean, they did show up for the Winchesters, the the sequel. Was uh, any good? Well, it's supposed to be a prequel, but at the end of it, the last episode turned it into a sequel because Dean showed up. Oh. <laughs> That's weird. And it explained everything about the whole season that made people that people were going nuts about. Like that's not how John and Mary met in canon, you know, or this, this they're not hunters now in canon, you know, according to the mothership which is supernatural. And then at the end of the season, Dean shows up and explains why it's because the whole thing was an alternate universe. Oh. oh. That's crazy cuz like shit like that and like I just I heard or learned like um quantum mania they basically redid the whole ending because like the plot got leaked really and, and the plot leak was like almost spot on until the ending so they had this like a mad scramble it's just supposed to end like kang was supposed to get away oh and then he was you know springboards the whole yeah, whatever yeah. phase you know and but they they changed it and it's like yeah it's like boy are, are fans part of the problem <laughs> well if we're doing this tangent, and i include myself when i say yeah. that well if we're doing this tangent okay. uh I went on my my Rise of Skywalker is the worst thing ever uh, rant yeah. to you the other day. Yeah. And the fans are partly responsible yeah. for that being what it was because the the thing that kills me about that you movie. Like the, it doesn't matter if you're if you're a, like a detester or, you know, a died hard, yeah. you know, uh, frothing lunatic, you know. And yeah, it's like they're both problems. Yeah, they're both problems. Yeah. But basically jj abrams in stuck with the impossible task of we are going to meet this date whether or not we have to show mark hamill wiping his ass if that's all it is for 90 minutes we're putting out a movie because we are disney and we're hitting our corporate uh our our corporate uh uh goals damn it and our shareholders are going to get the money i don't care if you liked this as a kid we're getting our money and we're giving our shareholders our money and i will stomp on the balls of chewbacca in order to get that money that's a thing too it's <laughs> sorry like, i, I, no, no, I no, very no. strong feelings that's like like it's, yeah it's <laughs> no. a corporate thing because it's like we had x amount of movies and shows last year so we have to make the same yeah. and more which is why make more money which is why the rise of skywalker was done on just a breakneck pace yeah. and why shot without a script and yeah. why jj abrams said oh no people Who came in late people yeah. are reacting negatively to this now we need to change it and they changed it and somehow palpatine returned oh, and and it was just it's if you ever cared about star wars disney just did the worst thing that they could have possibly done did the worst case scenario and when they bought lucasfilm which is compromise the integrity and the storytelling and the characters and all the good ideas in order to make a goddamn corporate and that, deadline and that, oh, well, and that, and that too is like and that kind wow. of shit is like leaking down into because like i'm three episodes into this season of the mandalorian and yeah. i'm about to walk away from it yeah it's just it's it's like because we, we talk about so when it started it's like the Mando has to take a bath. That's going to be your season arc. <laughs> yeah, but, then, really but, the, but then they, they wrap that up quick. But then now it's like taking a left turn and it's like throwing hints on this cloning shit. And it's like, oh my God, they're going to do the whole See, thing I, to explain how Palpatine I was, came I back. was thinking about that. It could go that direction or it could get more into Andor, I think. I don't know. I think it could be running parallel to Andor. I don't know. I don't know. know. I, don't know. I Or they're trying to make another clone army for them. I, I don't know, know what the hell they're doing. Stay away like, from the clones. But no, I was just like, God damn it, Dave Filani. You know, up yours and your goddamn cowboy hat. And, <laughs> and give up on trying to fix the mistakes of, of stuff that's already come out. You know, leave it buried. Move on and tell some stories. Yep. You know, and that's another thing problem with like this Mando thing. It's like after watching Andor, it's like, up your game, boys. You yep. ain't gonna cut it. And so now there's Bob Iger using uh, Chewbacca's balls as a punching bag. You know, 
that's what's happening. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That that was a tangent. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. okay. Bad. bad, bad <laughs> overall, we did, we did bad. Okay. Where were we? Well, no, I don't we, remember. We did good. I got oh, uh, stuff. Supernatural was bad, and I hijacked it. I'm okay. Sorry. Okay. Well, for me, bad. It's like, boy, it's a toss up between uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the uh, Halloween franchise. Uh, uh, I think. Uh, I think honestly, I think Texas Chainsaw has probably got the worst of the deal. I know mm-hmm. Halloween. You know, uh, the first one was great. The second one, nah. The third one is like something completely different, and it's like I think it's a decent movie and a shitty sequel. And then you got those Mustafa Akkad ones that I just think are awful. Mm-hmm. And and then you get into H two O, which was awful. <laughs> and, then, and then he's uh, and Buster and, Rhymes doing and then he Kung Fu. Buster Rhyme, and that's even worse. <laughs> and I think the Rob Zombie ones kind of had some interesting visual flair, but weren't that great. And the second one was fucking <laughs> stupid. Okay, and then you come back with then you come back with this latest reboot. The first one was amazing. Yes. The second one was awful, and so awful. I still haven't seen the third one. Third one, I'm I'm gonna I would defend a little bit. I okay. think the third one had some moments in it. Uh, they were doing something. Uh, at least they were. To, it, it's one of those things where the bar ain't real high, and if you keep the bar relatively low, it's a pretty good okay. thing. It's got some pretty good horror stuff in it. Okay. Um, the 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 Laurie Strode's thing is almost shoehorned in, okay. but man oh man, do they kill Michael Myers! I know because like from the reviews that I've read and the things that I've seen, it's like they're not trying to make that her that all this her fault, are they? Yeah, it's a, it's it's in there, but it's not the driving force behind okay. it. So. It's like because that blaming the victim that's bullshit. Yeah, but uh, um, but yeah, but honestly, even even having said all that. I still think Texas Chainsaw has got a worse shift in its sequels. <laughs> oh, boy. Because the first, one, the first one is like one of the most amazing pieces of American cinema ever. I don't care if you consider a horror movie whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. That that thing, technically, on a technical level, that movie is amazing. Uh, the second one has its fans. I'm not its biggest fan. It's okay. Third one's a piece of shit. The fourth one's an even a bigger piece of shit. The Next Generation. Have you seen that one? Yes, with Matt McConaughey and, and Renee Zellweger. Oh, my God. That is so and, then, and it gets to that Illuminati shit at the end. And yep. it's like, oh, my God. Pardon my language. But <laughs> what a horrible thing. And then you get into the Platinum Dunes era. Ugh. And they're like, I sort of got there with some like sequel, requel, remakes that I sort of get lost in the weeds. And it's like, when did that happen? And you watch it like, this is awful. And it's like there's the one with Arlie Ermey in it. Yep. And and I and then that. I remember that this that they did and one the with Matt Bomer and it's like when, when did that happen? I remember the one with Arlie Ermey, and then I think they went back and did a prequel, the Platinum Dunes prequel, right? Because they're the origin of Leatherface, which is hey, he picked up a chainsaw once. <laughs> that, that's seriously where it came from. It's like hey, remember that time he picked up a chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And then like Chainsaw 3D is. <laughs> is awful but it's it's that one's sort of the right kind of dumb yeah and but it's it's still kind of infuriating and then that last one oh my <sighs> effing god here's the thing i like fetty alvarez and okay. it's like i remember watching he produced it okay i remember watching uh shutter's 101 scariest horror moments of all time mm-hmm. and he was just he just seemed like the best the guy you gravitate toward at a party because okay. he's got the best stories and he can tell some great stuff and and i didn't mind his evil dead remake right the, yeah. the it's like fetty alvarez no, that wasn't bad i really like him as a filmmaker and god i wish i could have gotten behind it but that movie that freaking movie you oh. see the trailer for the new one yet the new evil dead oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they handed out little tiny cheese graters yeah, and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you have my my enthusiastic you have my undivided you, attention you have my enthusiastic consent to fuck me up <laughs> <laughs> looks like a party so yeah. so yeah so it's so to me and then i think an argument could also be made a little bit for the jaws franchise of like <laughs> getting like progressively worse as it goes because you know the first one, of course, another that's this is one of the greatest pieces of American cinema ever. Mm-hmm. The second one, not enough people get eaten. It's like uh, Jaws the Thirteenth, where the shark <laughs> is out eating teenagers, and not enough teenagers get eaten. Uh, the third one was done in a cocaine haze because it's like Dennis Quaid can't even remember being in it, you know. But <laughs> oh, no. but again, that one is kind of the right kind of dumb because the three D effects are so awful, you know. And and this just the whole general conceit of the film is like, boy, it's dumb. <laughs> And then the fourth one with the revenge, and where Ellen Brody suddenly has psychic powers, where she's talking to the shark, and she can remember things that she was not present for. 
you know and i finally read the novelization and in the novelization there's this whole subplot that got axed where her kid pissed off some voodoo priest <laughs> and put a curse on the brodies <laughs> with the shark and oh, with the shark no. as his weapon to get revenge on the brodies which is why the shark was able to follow them while they were on a plane from amity to the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, I would have loved to see Sid Haig playing the voodoo priest in Jaws 4. Papa Doc. Papa Doc. Broke the wrong clay pot. I'm not making any of that up. And Hoagie was oh, fighting drug smugglers. No. It was a thing. It was because Hoagie, because the drug smugglers killed his daughter. All these like weird ass subplots. It's like this didn't quite make it, you know? And that's another movie that went through like a horribly rushed production because. Yeah. Because I think Shid Steinberg was uh, who the gal who played Ellen Brody mm-hmm. was like she he was she was his wife yes and I think he kind of wanted a vehicle for her uh-huh. and there you go that's that's what I so, what I had heard too yeah but anyway that's so funny. you got any other franchises you guys can think of that yeah I, bulletproof I, or that are great or I I got one that, okay. that uh, dove off cliff okay I haven't done my bad one yet okay sure my bad oh one, sorry yeah that's no right. no my bad one is uh, Jurassic Park. Okay. Uh, in preparation for this, I watched uh, most of Jurassic Park Dominion. That's so bad. It's so bad. It it's bad on a filmmaking level. It's just I mean, bad. Like like you can find clips online of of you remember that famous scene in um, Bohemian Rhapsody where there are so many cuts in like just a people talking scene yeah. that someone started doing like you can go on TikTok and find stuff where it's like every time uh, there's a cut there's a shotgun sound and there's nothing but shotgun sounds you know it's the same sort of thing in Jurassic Jurassic Park Dominion or Jurassic World Dominion because what do you got so that movie in three words grasshoppers yeah really grasshoppers (laughs) okay they're they're locusts chad oh sorry (laughs) sorry the bird eye gordon got a rest in peace bird eye gordon oh i didn't realize he's still alive he just died he's like 100 years old who did beginning of the end which is like the greatest giant grasshopper movie i've ever but anyway it's like giant cg grasshoppers the size of labrador retrievers it's like yeah that's what i want in my dinosaur movie and that whole it's like the whole movie is just a punchline of like innocent bystanders getting eaten by dinosaurs as these morons Run around in circles. And the most hysterical thing is, anytime they do something, the Jurassic Park theme comes up. Uh-huh. They're in that compound. They move to the other side of the compound. We grew The Jurassic Park theme came up again. And it's like, are you kidding? And, oh, it's bad. That's it B-A-D bad. Well, let, let's run the franchise, though. So you got okay. Jurassic Park, 93. Okay. okay. Uh, put it up there in the top five action adventure sure. films Absolutely. of all time, maybe. You know, it's yeah. like right up there. Ground baking. FX, you know. Yep. yep. With Jaws and with... Uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, sure. the whole deal, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's another one, Raiders. Yeah. Talking about Raiders. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I don't think we want to. I, I don't think I've got enough voice that left. That was where the sort of holding steady, and then it fell off a cliff. Uh, yeah, yeah. And but another uh, one's coming. Oh no. I and know. if anyway, I'm not sorry, mistaken, uh, uh, Jurassic Park Two: The Lost World was one of the only movies you walked out of. I didn't walk out of it, but it was one of the worst theatrical experiences of my life because I had a hyper kid that would let, forgot to take his retina and sitting right behind me and kick my seat the whole movie and kept asking questions of everything that was mm-hmm. happening. And on top of that, the movie is terrible. <laughs> Sorry. And that kid grew up to be <laughs> That kid up grew, up, grew up to direct Scream 5 <laughs> or 6. Sorry. Anyway. But yeah, the, the second one, here's the crazy thing. The second one's got probably one of Spielberg's top 10 action sequences in it that whole bit with the dual trailers that's an amazing sequence oh but it's it's one of those things too it's like he just drags it out oh yeah you know because he just gets some of that shit just gets so overindulgent and it's like get on with it <laughs> but you know yeah i but the rest of the movie's real but funny. of course like I, I, at some point it's like i probably should try watching that again because i only watched it that one oh time. It's, it's bad and but like i said yeah because like it was a horrible theatrical experience i didn't like the movie and it's just like, I just wanted that thing to end so I could leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you got Jurassic Park 3, which was a Joe I Johnson movie. I kind of like that one. Yeah, it's got its moments. Uh, uh, my, my favorite being when uh, Alan Grant falls asleep on the plane and the uh, rap, it has a dream where a raptor starts talking to him. That's, that's my favorite. <laughs> Might be my favorite scene in the series where he yeah. looks up and the raptor's looking at him going, Alan. <laughs> Do you see where he... He's got. He, they diagnosed him with like cancer. Oh no! Yeah, same meal. Yeah. Oh, is he is he on his way out or? Is he... Well, it's not good. But uh, I just I said that just makes me sad. I love Samuel. He's like he's great. Everything I've seen him is just been great. You ever seen his audition for Bond? No. You can look it up online. Oh, it's fantastic. He'd, he'd have been great. He'd have been great. 
he he auditioned and you can find his audition online and okay. it's like the, it's one of those things where when you saw Tom Selleck play Indiana Jones yeah, yeah, in those yeah. special features you're like shit that would have worked that would have worked and that would have totally same worked. deal with Sam Neill's yeah. Bond he, oh, he wow. just did the did the line you're like yeah you could have done it yep. dang you could have done it anyway um so then you get was there a Jurassic Park four or did no, it jump straight to the Chris Pratt one just jumped to the Chris Pratt one okay which was Jurassic World the first Jurassic World solid b minus <laughs> c plus maybe i don't know it wasn't the uh, I'll worst say thing a c in the world. From, yeah. yeah there was there was mistakes were made yeah i'll say that and, yes they were. Uh, yeah there are certain things it's like i the the sociopathic two little kids uh the the <laughs> running the, in heels yeah the secretary's death you know yeah because like yeah the whole thing that she went through that horrible horrible her horrible horrible demise and the villain gets killed off screen with the blood splash on the walls like yeah what are you even talking about yeah so. and then you got the 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 one before this which uh took all the fun of dinosaurs in the real world and then uh burned them all alive on an island yeah that was a lot of fun good job guys and then took i cried a... the volcano the poor dinosaur on the dock i was like you fuckers exactly <laughs> yeah let's take this fun little idea and just just roast them all alive as they scream and die in agony yeah. great good, good job humans yeah. and then uh and that and, one got dumb yeah, yeah that one got real yeah. stupid and then uh this last one which was just like what are you even doing man even more what, dumb. what's even happening yeah. i don't even it's so bad so yeah, the Jurassic Park series gets my vote for ones that are consistently lower in quality than the ones before them. Okay, I think one of the uh, another one that I like, even though I freely admit they've gotten worse as they've gone along, but I still love them, and for <laughs> one reason and one reason only, Tremors. Oh, Tremors are great, and the reason I that know, I love all I of know them, the two words. Yeah, Michael Gross, Bert Gummer. It's Burt Gummer Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. April 15th, Burt Gummer Day, you all who observe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Why is it April 15th? I don't know. I think like, that's the day he saved the world from, from, from the ass blasters, I guess. I don't, I don't remember. But no, I said the first one, again, perfect movie. Pretty close. And it's one of these other ones like, that bomb? How did that yeah. bomb? Yeah. <clears throat> and I kind of like the second one. Mm-hmm. And the third one was okay, and then the fourth one was that that was like where they like back in time, right? I, 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 I'm <laughs> this is the first time hearing. Okay, <laughs> they went back in time. Was, there was like it was like a prequel, a prequel. Oh, okay. Where perfection was I, found I, it. I thought maybe no, 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 no. No, there was there was no ass flashing time machine. Like no, a no, hillbilly no, no. time machine. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, of course, Bert Gummer was in it, and so yeah, it was funny because like. Cast members kind of kept coming back, but then it kept getting whittled away and whittled yeah. away, and suddenly it was just Bert. And so <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And of course, Bert's no longer with us because he died in the last one. Oh, shit. Yeah, but no, it was like I said, no, I just love that franchise to death. And again, the only reason I'm most of the reason I'm there is Bert. Bert, yep. Because, yeah. yeah, this is such a career defining, redefining role for him <laughs> coming off family ties to that. It's and like, he loved you it. You can he tell did. he had he a great time. Ball. Yeah. yeah. So. That's the dad in cool as ice. Yep. And then <laughs> and you got things like Clerks and, uh, you know, in the end, too, it's like The Godfather. Yeah. You know, Godfather 1, Godfather 2, it's, you know, it's like the greatest films ever made. Mm-hmm. Some people think Godfather 2 is better than Godfather 1, but it doesn't matter because they all have to deal with the stink of Godfather three. Part 3. You know? And so, and then, of course, you got Marvel and uh, we talked Star Wars a little bit. So, yeah, I just, like I said, I just find this fascinating. It's like um, which, like I said, which film franchise has done its most disservice through these sequels? Yeah, you know. And, yeah, okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to mention one more, just because the thing that's crazy about it is the thing that makes it so interesting is there, and they've never gotten it since the first one. Okay, and that's Ghostbusters. Okay, Ghostbusters. The thing that made it interesting is it was basically a, a sci-fi Caddyshack. Right, it's sure. the, it's the the schlubs versus the the you know the EPA. Well, yeah, and it's all the thing is too. It's just like uh, just entrepreneurship. Yeah, trying to start a new business. Yep. yep, a weird you know a weird business, but, but still they're business, trying to do right? it. And they and then the second one just got a little bit too special effects right. heavy. It's not terrible, but it's it's <laughs> not. The thing what is, the first it's like the, the government asshole isn't wrong. No, he's not wrong at all. <laughs> Walter Peck, he's not. He's not wrong. No, he's a, he's an asshole, but he's not wrong. Yeah. And so anyway, go ahead. But then you got the, uh, the the Melissa McCarthy one, which I don't hate, 
but just didn't didn't capture yeah. what it was yeah. that made the first. And then that's just too much information. Then, Improvisation yeah. on set of the day. And it's like it was funny yeah. then, but it doesn't translate well. That's yeah. that's my biggest beef with that movie. And then, what was Ghostbusters Afterlife was not an unpleasant movie. I didn't dislike it. Yeah. But what? Got and a little then, schmaltzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically taking, you know. I don't, I don't no, he said my biggest hurdle of that last one was like there's no way in hell Egon wouldn't take Ray into his confidence on what he was doing. Totally, totally. As they so it's like yeah, it's like but you have to you, just, you have to accept that and then it works. Mm-hmm. But if you can't accept that, we're just it's like all right, I'll let it slide because I thought the kids were great. The kids and, were fine. Uh, yeah, but <clears throat> but yeah, the the yeah, it's one of these things. It's like what are you doing? And that ending, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then I want to talk about the most schizophrenic franchise that I've ever encountered in my life. Okay. And that's Friday the 13th. <laughs> okay? Because I love the first one. Uh, the second one is probably better. The third one is just the right kind of dumb. Again, yeah, it's bonkers yeah, yeah. in the 3D. The fourth one is pretty great. The fifth one, where'd Jason go? <laughs> the sixth one is, is an outright comedy. Okay? That's Jason Lives. Where they, they they bring him back like Frankenstein, yeah, and he he heals the the paintballers in the woods or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, he's that. yeah, yeah. And then the sixth one is is I like it. It's it's Jason versus Carrie, which I really like. Actually, that one's pretty good. Yep. I don't mind that one. Yep. And then uh, the eighth one, of course, Jason takes Manhattan, which is fuck awful. Okay, it is a bad movie. Can you imagine if if they had done something like combining Friday the Thirteenth and like Death Wish? Where so Jason fun. Voorhees is sort of an urban renewal in a, in a shitty rundown neighborhood. Have, have, have you read uh, uh, Maniac in New York? <laughs> it's a comic series written by Elliot Kalin where the basic gist is you've got a, a Jason type character, but he's unkillable. So basically New York treats him as a natural disaster who's <laughs> okay. roaming around. So it's, it's, yeah. it's really interesting. You should look up it, the first series is in trade paperback. And it's, yeah, because yeah, that would be the big twist because like, the neighborhood would cheer him on. Until he turns on them, that would mm-hmm. be like the twist at the end. He just starts mm-hmm. murdering everybody. You you yeah. would really enjoy. That I thought that'd be great. Maniac and then uh, uh, Jason goes to hell. That's another one of those movies. Not terrible, yeah. but it's a really shitty sequel. They gave it a shot. Yeah, and I and Jason uh, Jason in space comedy. Jason ten loved it. It was a comedy. Uh, it's like I'm not sure why, but I thought that was great. And actually, I enjoyed the hell out of uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Me too. So, but yeah, that's schizophrenic. So yeah, kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street too. It's because that like has some pretty good highs and some. Ooh, the lows are low. Bottomless holes. <laughs> so here's the thing: I'm waiting for the moment when the internet and the current culture discovers Nightmare on Elm Street Five, and like one kill in particular that I'm just not going to get into. Where <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, I don't yeah. Up. Where yeah. if if they get into that, they'll just be like, "Oh no, <laughs> no! Do we have to cancel everything?" <laughs> Robert England and Wes yeah. Craven and yeah. like everything. Well, yeah, because yeah, it sort of it falls into a trap like all those were. It's like pretty. It's just like it doesn't matter who these characters are. It doesn't matter who the story is or the production mm-hmm. is. It's like how are we going to kill people? Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. oh, that's that's the end, end all be all of those films. And so it's like not like not who done it. It's how they done it. Yeah, exactly. You know, or who they kill. It does. It, it doesn't. It's irrelevant. Yeah. You know, and is that good or bad? Well, there's a reason those films petered out. Mm-hmm. There so, is. There is. So cool. But I have a great pitch for a new Friday the Thirteenth movie that I'll save for another. <laughs> All right. So that is our our uh, <laughs> round roundabout uh, kind of <laughs> sidewinding discussion on on uh, franchises. But yeah, yeah Scream Six. Agree, give it a shot. Agree. Disagree. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you got other franchises that we've overlooked, you know, feel free to come. Love to hear about it. American Ninja Three. Once I got rid of Dudikoff. <gasps> oh, American Ninja movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, canon is a whole other subset. Oh, yeah, it is. Missing in action. And, oh, and breaking. Death and, Wish oh, Seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Death Wish. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, given that I need to go to bed at some point today, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after the guitar noise with some uh, with some recommendations. <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. 
the PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. So we're back. So we're going to give a few recommendations, things that we have been reading, watching, listening to over the course of the uh, past few weeks. Um, anyone got anything real good? I'm a little light this week, but I've got one or two things. I got a few. Okay. If you want to start. Okay. Uh, first off, I finally got a hold of a copy of Space Monster Wang Wami. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Steph, buckle up. This, yeah. is, this, is, like, this, is, this is a little backstory on this. This was a Korean giant monster epic that was thought lost so the film was destroyed no one no one ever you know could see it the only thing that basically survived the only extent evidence of this was a still of the monster that was on passing around the web when the web first became a thing i don't know a couple years ago someone finally found a print and they finally got it out on blu-ray and i finally got my hands on it even though it was sort of a disaster but i got it i watched it and i'm not really sure what the hell i just watched <laughs> But it was great. And long and short of it, uh, space aliens come to Earth, unleash a giant monster to crush Korea and take over the world. Uh, there's a lot of melodrama because this one lady's wedding got ruined because of a giant monster attack because her husband's in the Air Force. And then the movie finds a whole other gear when Wang Wami stomps an old guy. And then the Kenny, the little kid, somehow gets in the monster's ear, hacks through the earwax, he's in the ear canal, he takes a leak, and then he gets stuck in the creature's nose, and he's hanging on by the thing's nose hair, and the monster tries to sneeze him out, but it doesn't work, and he eventually hacks his way out the other ear, and then he falls out. And, <laughs> wow. and, then, and then they do something, and the monster dies, and the world is saved. And there's other scenes, where there's like this running comedy bit between these like the fleeing citizens, and one of them needs his, needs some newspaper because he has to take a dump. And we spend an inordinate amount of time watching him trying to take a dump as the monster is getting closer. And again, it's like, what, what, what is happening as you're watching this? It's like, what, how, what? Ooh. But he said, yeah, I knew I was in some special when the little kid took a leak in the monster. Yeah. And it's like, are you kidding? <laughs> so anyway, what's I'm it moving, called? Uh, Space Monster Wang Wami. <laughs> And you can get available it on, on Blu-ray. On Blu-ray, you can get it. You got a special. You got to go to special order it through the through the distributor. Uh, what else did I see? Oh, uh, I finally saw EO, which EO. is uh, uh, Jersey Skolomowski's documentary. It's about the donkey. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That kind of goes on a journey, and I kept like getting variety of, of Grand Canyon flashbacks. Um, it's really good. It's just like this. This donkey was part of the circus. The circus went bust. And so the donkey kind of goes to a farm, but then it escapes from the farm and kind of goes on walkabout. Goes in and out of all these things, you know, people good, people bad. Mm -hmm. It's all seen through his eyes. And then the ending is a real kick in the teeth, and I felt a little disingenuous. I won't spoil it, but but yeah, it's like it's really good. And it's just like this giant slice of life just told through the eyes of this wandering donkey as he runs into all these different kind of faction of people. And then also... Is it, is it streaming anywhere? Uh, it was streaming on Criterion. Okay, cool. That's where I saw it. And speaking of Criterion, the other thing is they have a great new catalog of movies starring Michelle Yeoh. Oh, fun. Okay. And so I, for the first time I watched, or first time in, I don't know, probably 30 years, I watched Yes, Madam, which she played, this, yeah, she, it's like she teams up with Cynthia Rothrock, who I have not seen in a film in 30 years, too. And it's just this kung fu action thing. She's a cop from Hong Kong, Rothrock's a cop from London, and they're out to solve a murder. And it's just, just this completely bonkers thing. It's like the villains, it's like looking at him, it's like, he's supposed to be the bad guy for Commando. He's supposed to be the bad guy for, you know, from another film or whatever. And they're just trying to emulate it, right? Yeah. And the, the fight choreography is freaking amazing, okay? And another one I watched was The Stunt Woman. This was done a little later. It's made with Sammo Hung. Yeah. And she's, she, of course, she's a stunt woman who works for him. And there's a little bit thing with a Yakuza, who are, or not the Yakuza, that's Japan. But uh, the, the tongs are trying to squeeze, okay. squeeze them out and lots of murder and mayhem. But there was this crazy scene where uh, it's, it's like they're rollerblading or something. And I'm looking at the jackets that everybody's wearing and I'm looking at it. And they're all wearing 1996 Nebraska Cornhuskers National Championship. Oh, my jacket. God. <laughs> and it's like, what? Because that's, that's about the time it was made. And it's like the only reason they're that's wearing it because I'm sure the, the costume designer found them in discount bulk somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
And so, but it's just really funny. I'm like, look at this. It's like, what the hell? It's like, why would she be wearing those? And so, but Michelle, you wore a Husker jacket yeah. at one point. Yeah, yeah I'll take yeah. it. I'll so, take of course, it. she just won the Oscar for for everything ever all at once, probably deserved. And um, and that's it. That's what I got. Cool. So, all right, Steph, what have you been paying attention to? Well, of course, I'm watching Mando. Yay! So there's that. Yeah, there, there are a couple of good bits. I, I mean, re- maybe. <laughs> The, the first two episodes I thought started off great, and then the yeah. third one lost me. I kept waiting for them to go back to Grogu and, and Mandalorian and, and Din. But yes, I just like said, I'm like, why do I care hours. about this scientist? I don't. I, know. I don't. I like, yeah, give me two adventures. Give me those two on adventures. Let's go yeah. see the galaxy. It's a big galaxy. Stop going back to Tatooine. Yeah. And yeah. So. Although I do really like when we visit Amy Sedaris. She might be my favorite character yeah. yes. in the Star Wars universe right now. Yeah. How many good. goddamn astromech droids in the universe and we have to get R5D4? Like, yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> but, and, well, I yeah. like that Mando's her friend and she still ripped him off. Sure. <laughs> um, and then I am I just started because it just premiered, but Ted Lasso, of course. Yes. Oh. What do you think of the first episode? I thought it was great. It was Me too. It was slow pace though and i had to spend some time remembering who the characters were yeah some of the players anyway i mean obviously the big ones i know but it had been a while since i've seen the other two seasons so yeah i, had I, I really did enjoy ted's press conference at the end of that i thought that was a very good uh that was so him it, 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 was, it, well, it was so him and it's it, so it was like what's the kindest high hard one i can give to nate yeah you know and that was it and they figured it out it's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna talk some smack to you but i'm gonna do it in the nicest way possible (laughs) well it's not even nice it's just like i know where you i know the chinks in your armor (laughs) you know oh yeah here it is yeah for sure so that was great and then um at the end of the month and i haven't done anything with it yet but i found out that uh, the last of us video game usually only available on playstation which i refuse to buy another console just to play a video game so um it's coming to steam so i bought it um so i'll be playing that at the end of the month when it comes out you're not Um, not caught up on that i'm not i'm not okay i won't say nothing oh man hurry up sorry (laughs) now now i know how you feel when i don't i know (laughs) but um i can't wait to play the video game yeah that's me I have to watch it with Sarah, and we have to be in a particular mood to get to watch The Last of Us, so it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, but... <laughs> the, what is she... Did not want to see the infecteds, or... No, it's... it's uh, Well, the last episode we watched had a pretty nasty uh, brother team dying in terrible ways, and it's oh, like, sure. yeah, after well, that, it's like, yeah... Kansas City, right? Yeah, 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 so now you gotta, you gotta kind of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and watch the next one you know it's, it's not work but it's not you just got to make a little bit of an emotional investment yeah. which you don't have to when when i was telling chad the other day we fell down we're, we're watching uh youtube videos on theme parks and uh, uh slot machines for some reason i don't know how this happened but it's what we're doing now so um so any, anything else nope okay Cool. Um, I, I'm a little light, but I, I'm about halfway through the audiobook of Drive-In 3 by Joe Lansdale. Hey! And it appears like the, there's good stuff happening in the Lansdale universe right now. He's been hinting on Twitter that there might be another Happen Leonard project coming. Like they might be rebooting Happen Leonard, even yeah. though I really like that series. It's going to be hard to replace. going to be hard to replace Michael K. Williams. Yeah. He was really good. Because that was, that was, yeah, it's like just the perfect adaptation, perfect casting. Yep. yep. So they might be doing more with Half and Leonard, okay. which, which is cool. But Drive In Three, I'm about halfway through, and it is it is just bonkers, man. Well, Basically, they find a bus, the bus kind of works, they make it kind of work, and they just go off into the wasteland. <laughs> and oh man, do weird things happen. So even, yeah. even Tarzan house, what? Look at yeah, it. yeah. Well, they, <laughs> at one point it's like, yeah, when someone dies, we throw them over in the shit pile, not over in the piss pile, because the piss pile you can at least tolerate, but the shit pile you get, you know, and it's, 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 it's Lansdale unbidden yep. is what it is. It's yep. like him just taking yep. his worst instincts and running with him. Yep. And I love it. Yeah. So. What was it? Yeah. With the Friesenberg freak show. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I shouldn't Same be deal. laughing at this. I should not be <laughs> laughing at this, but God damn it, that's funny. Yep. That, that's just it. It's like Lansdale is gross, but man, he never, 
he pushes it just far enough too far that it's extended. Yep. I don't know how he knows how to modulate that, but he is just the best. I yep. love Joe Lanza. Um, and the other bit is I've uh, been on TikTok um, <laughs> Sorry. For recently because my kid, my, my kids will send me stuff. And I've discovered a couple decent horror channels on TikTok. Okay. One of them is called Molly Moon. This woman makes analog like, do, do you remember, like, the old analog horror games where basically, like, it was a multiple choice thing where something would happen and, and, like, the graphics were all wonky and stuff like that? And this woman makes these horror-based things where it's, like, and, and they're just videos, so you don't play them. Mm -hmm. But, uh, like, in one, um, she helps, you have to help her find her cat. And her cat shows up and says, please don't tell her where I am. And then, of course, she kills kills you for not telling you where her cat is. Or another <laughs> one, uh, you're the exterminator and, you know, you find a bunch of bugs and the bugs get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it, it, it's, it's fun, but it's also really kind of slightly disturbing. And then the more disturbing one is called um, Smallest Blockbusters, where basically some special effects artist just makes terrible little things happen you know at one point you're underwater and there are a bunch of bodies and then there's a giant head and a giant shark flo floats out of the giant head and it's like this is great <laughs> <laughs> oh all these uh, uh bodies with uh, lights for eyes are falling from the sky oh there's one it got you you know and it's like, yeah, I, I enjoy them smallest blockbusters it's a blast nice. so so yeah the, those, are, those are real fun he's got a series with a wendigo that's like 70 feet tall that's a lot of fun so. <laughs> You know, and it's like that. Yeah, Kaiju when they go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. And then it comes and finds you and yep. picks you up. You know, it's like, yeah. And eats you. Um, 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 um. Yep, those are a lot of fun. So, oh, cool. anyway, so that's, uh, that's our episode for this week. We would love to connect with you on socials if you have any thoughts on anything we've talked about. And we will be back in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening. <laughs>